I mean, that's a long video, right? But it's a good video. I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the, um, the facts and things like that. And I think it's good for us to know some of these things, but not just know them, but to kind of think through some of this stuff. So last week we had Matt up here. Matt was teaching you guys um, about how sometimes there's a, there's a piece of the puzzle that's missing, right? Sometimes the piece of the puzzle is just out of there. And, and sometimes, well, here's the problem. We think we know everything. We have a game plan for how we want our lives to go. We have a game plan for what's next in our lives, or, or at least we're trying to, right? Like seniors in the room, you're, you're trying to say, this is what's next for me. This is how I'm going to get to where I'm going. And for the middle schoolers in the room, you're like, I'm just trying to get through this year, right? I'm just trying to make it through this next step. And for your freshman and sophomore, you're kind of like, all right, I'm figuring this thing out, right? I'm, I'm kind of getting there right now. I want you to imagine just for a minute, when we kicked off this book, um, we, we talked about what does it look like if you were in this exact situation? If you were sitting here right where Ruth was and, and, and Naomi was and, and you were with them and Orpha left you, and, and, and what would you do if you're, for the guy's side of the room, if your wives had died or if, if your, your husbands had died, ladies, what would you do? Like, what, what would it look like in your life? Would you become bitter like Naomi? Would you change your name? What would you, what would you be thinking here? So we get through chapter number two last week, and, and we get through part of this, and, and we see that God is starting to set something up special. We start to see that, 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 that Boaz has invited Ruth to hang out on his farm and to, to pick the grain from his farm, right? This is a really cool thing, and, and we see all these things start to happen. She makes it through the barley harvest. She makes it through the wheat harvest. And when the season's over, what happens? Nobody. Think about it just for a second. If you were relying completely on the generosity of the farmer and you were allowed to pick up all the grain, you were allowed to pick up all the leftovers, what happens, guys, when the season's completely over and there is no more leftovers? <laughs> Somebody, you're picking it up, right? Somebody said you die. Maybe not die, but you start getting hungry quickly, Right? Because what we see from Ruth is she was out there, she was gleaning, she was taking from what was left over, right? And we see that Boaz had allowed her to do this. And Boaz, Boaz had commanded his people to leave extra behind for her. And so we see that the season is done. And so what happens is there's a little bit of a break in between chapter 2 and chapter 3 of this book. And what I want you to see is I want you to kind of be thinking about this as we start to read into this, because this will help us understand what's happening a little bit more. And so I was thinking about this, and I was looking through this, and I was getting ready, and you're going to see a couple of terms. There's this term being uh, kinsman redeemer. A kinsman redeemer was a close adult um, male blood relative who could serve as an advocate to correct the disruptions to the family wholeness, the well-being, or peace. He could um, buy the family's land, but he also would marry whoever was left there, and, and his job was also to, to keep that family name going. And so that's part of why Naomi was so upset, because she knew that, like, it was done. So at this point, you've got Ruth, and you've got Naomi as your central characters of the story. We've got Boaz, and Boaz is really starting to come into the spotlight of this story. But right now, we see Ruth and Naomi come together, and they start doing something called the plan, okay? All right, throw that slide up. Okay, let me ask you a question. What does the plan mean? If you had a plan for your life, what would it look like? Look to your neighbor, left or right, give them the 30-second plan for your life. Ready, set, go.
Okay, everybody with me? You got your plans? You guys mapped your plans out? I love it. Hey, honestly, real quick, who's got their life planned out in here? Anybody? I'm not going to make you talk about it. Like, anybody got their life planned out? <laughs> no one. No one. Okay, cool. Anybody think they have an idea of where their life is headed? Cool. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. All right. So Ruth, Naomi, they come together um, and they start talking through this. They say, hey, listen, we're not going to be able to survive on what we have left. So it's time for you to stop dressing like a widow. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I've never dressed like a widow, but let's read this together. We're going to read the first six verses of chapter three and we'll just talk about this some. You ready? <clears throat> it says this. One day, Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, it's time that I found a permanent home for you so that you will be provided for. Boaz is a close relative of ours, and he's been very kind by letting you gather grain with his young women. Tonight, he will, um, tonight he will be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Now, do as I tell you. Take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor. But don't let Boaz see you until he has finished eating and drinking. Be sure to notice where he lies down. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down there. He will tell you what to do. And she said, I will do everything you say, Ruth replied. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. All right, let's be honest for a second. All right, let's think about this. This plan, it's weird, right? Let's be honest for a second. It's a little bit different. It's not something that you guys are going to plan for, right? Like when you, when you guys kind of come together. This plan is one full of risk and potential to backfire, right? We, we talked about this a couple chapters ago. Like it could have been really dangerous for Ruth to go out and, and be around guys at nighttime, especially since she wasn't married, right? And then it could have been really bad for the way Boaz reacts, right? Because, I mean, he was the one who was providing them with all the food and generosity and things that had been going on, and he had a good reputation. And so this was an interesting part. And so here's what I wanted to do. I wanted you guys, with the plan right behind me, I wanted you to talk through this plan a little bit. What is good? What's bad? What are some risks? What could go wrong? And if you were Ruth, what would you say? Talk about that with your neighbors right now. What do you think about this plan?
Okay, y'all ready? All right, let's talk through this a little bit, okay? Let's talk through it. What are some positives of this plan? What do you got? Somebody give me a positive. Shout it out. No risk, no reward. That's true. That's true. All right. What else? Give me another positive to this plan. Luke, what do you think, buddy? She could get married. Yeah. And I mean, that would provide um, the wealthiness of Boaz, right? He would take care of them. And I mean, stability and things like that. That was part of what Naomi wanted there. Anybody else in the room? Positives to this plan? Let's go to the negative side. What were some of the negative side or negative thoughts to this plan? Scare him away. Absolutely, right? You ever had uh, some of the guys over here said, yo, man, why would she uncover his feet? Like, feet get cold at night, right? Like, you don't want your feet just hanging out. (laughs) So what else? Another negative? Anybody? Let me give you a word, okay? Let me give you a word. Reputation. What is a reputation? (laughs) No one knows that. What's a reputation? What's your my man, thank you, Carson. What you're known for, okay? So to this point, to this point, this is what Matt talked about last week, right? He talked about what are you known for. To this point, we see Boaz and Ruth are known as good people. They're known as people who um, are, are noble character, who do the right thing no matter what happens. What is the image of a lady sneaking into a single man's house in the middle of the night and uncovering his feet. Good or bad? You guys get to answer this. I'm, look, it's weird, right? I mean, look, and she does it in the middle of the night, okay? Goes and they have this conversation, right? I mean, like, like this is one of those things. Not only does she do this, but she does this while it literally tells us she dressed up. Right? She's no longer dressed as a widow. She's now dressed in her nicest clothes. She's taking a bath. She smells good. And so this is one of those question marks, right? It's like, hey, what's happening here? Hmm. What about Naomi, though? Think about her. Think about her attitude, right? She's been so bitter. She's been so just, I hate life, and she's had every reason to hate life, right? Because she lost her son, she lost her husband, and and she lost one daughter-in-law already. But her attitude in the beginning of this chapter, it seems to shift, right? It seems seems to shift to, to being hopeful, to being, hey, something good could come out of this. Let's see what happens. The next six verses, chapter, or chapter three, uh, picking up in verse number seven. It says this. After Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he lay down at the far end of the pile of grain and went to sleep. Then Ruth came quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Around midnight, Boaz suddenly woke up and turned over. He was surprised to find a a woman laying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she replied. Spread the corner of your covering over me. For you are my family redeemer. The Lord bless you, my daughter, Boaz exclaimed. You are showing even more um, family loyalty now than you did before. For you have not gone after a younger man, whether rich or poor. Now don't worry about a thing, my daughter. I will do what is necessary, for everyone in the town knows that you are a virtuous woman. 
But while it's true that I am one of your family redeemers, there's another man who is more closely related to you than I am. Stay here tonight, and in the morning, I will talk to him. Um, if he is willing to redeem you, very well. Let him marry you. But if he is not willing, then surely as the Lord lives, I will redeem you myself. Now lie down here until morning. All right, guys, let's talk through this one a little bit. What do you think? This is, this is one of those crazy kind of moments, right? Like, hey, um, it's midnight. He wakes up. Uh, we see that he had been drinking some. And, and all of a sudden, like, there's a lady laying at his feet. And he asks the question, who are you? Why do you think he asked that question? Anybody? Because he didn't know, right? I mean, really, it's dark. I'm assuming there's no candles lit right now. There's no lights like we have at our house. It's not like he's just going to roll over and flip the lamp on, right? No, like, 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 there wasn't a lady when he laid down. There's a lady there now. You ever had that experience happen in your life? I hope not, okay? <laughs> I hope not, okay? But no, seriously, I mean, think about this just for a second, all right? Guys, don't get any ideas here. None of these things are going to be happening on our trips or anything like that, Okay? But now this was, this was a little bit tricky, right? And all of a sudden, um, let me ask you a question, okay? How many of you guys are like deep sleepers? When you sleep, like you're, you're gone. And so if somebody asks you a question, like you, you really struggle to answer the question when you get woken up from that. Most of us in the room? You can ask my wife. My wife quite often asks me things in the middle of the night because, well, we have a baby and that's what happens, right? And she's asking me to do stuff. I have no idea what's happening more than half the time, right? And so I can imagine Boaz at this moment, remember, like, this is the end of the harvest season, so picture daylight savings time, which is kind of like right now, right? And so it's getting dark around 6 o'clock, and it's midnight now. So technically, Boaz has been sleeping for roughly, I don't know, let's just assume four hours, okay? At four hours in, he's probably confused when he woke up, right? And then she's asking this random thing. She says this, spread the corner of your covering over me, for you are my family redeemer. What does that mean? Anybody? Nobody. This is an interesting concept here, right? What do you guys typically sleep with? Sneezes, yeah, I got you, I got you. What else? What do you sleep with? Blankets, right? Anybody, anybody not sleep with a blanket? Don't raise your hand, you're weird, okay? All right, all right. So, 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 so she's like, yo, it's kind of cold. I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've uncovered your feet. I'm cold. I'm laying down here. Share. Let me be a part of this. Let me be part of what's happening here. And all of a sudden, what she's doing is she's inviting him to say, hey, you know what? Like, like no, like, I want to be a part of your life. I want to see you as a mate. Can you see me as a mate? Will you take me on? Will you be a part of of our story. Will you take this on? And it says, the Lord blessed you, my daughter, Boaz exclaims. He exclaims it. He, he shouts it. He's excited, right? Like, we get into this a little bit further down. You, you see this moment where he's kind of like, hey, you know what? Like, everybody knows about you. And like, honestly, we thought that you would go for for a younger man, you would go for somebody who maybe had it a little bit more going for him. You see, Boaz, we don't know much about him, you know, but like we see in this part that he's not young. 
that he's been around and who knows what's happened in his family so far. But we see like at this moment, he's, he's impressed with Ruth. And if you remember the video I showed you the first week, um, it was uh, Pastor Landon. And, and, and Landon says, he goes, he goes, Ruth gets dressed up and she goes, he's going to like me. And he does. And at this moment, this is coming true, right? Like, like he sees her, he's excited. But he tells her, he says, hey, listen, there's one other guy. There's another guy who's closer, and he's got the opportunity to buy your farmland. And you see, here's the biggest thing. It wasn't necessarily about marrying Ruth. That wasn't the top of the priority list for the kinsman redeemer. The top of the priority list was the land, the land that went to the family, right? And so Boaz knew that, and Boaz knew that there was somebody else who was in this family. And so Boaz said, hey, listen, I want to do this, but I have to do it the right way. Virtue, Right? He's the right kind of guy. It's a, it's a really interesting thing here. So, here we go. Let's wrap this chapter up. Ruth 3, 14 through 18. So Ruth lay at Boaz's feet until morning, but she got up before it was light enough for the people to recognize each other. For Boaz had said, no one must know that a woman was here at the threshing floor. Then Boaz said to her, bring your cloak and spread it out. He measured six scoops of barley into the cloak and placed it on her back. Then he returned to town. When Ruth went back to her mother-in-law, Naomi, and asked, What happened, my daughter? Ruth told Naomi everything Boaz had done for her. And she added, He gave me these six scoops of barley and said, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said to her, Just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. The man won't rest until he has settled things today. So why do you think Boaz didn't want Ruth to be seen leaving the threshing floor? What do you think? Tell the person to your left or right. There we go. There we go. It's about the character, right? All right. He gives her a gift of what? barley, right? He says, hey, you're not going to go back empty-handed. And one of the reasons this was important, let me ask you this, Ashley. Why do you think it was important that he gave her barley to go back to his future mother-in-law? Why do you think that is? Ladies, somebody help me. Oh, they're all nervous. Senior ladies? Daughter smart ones. Oh, Miss Pat smart in the back. Go ahead, Miss Pat. Mm, I like it. I like it. I like it. Anybody else have a different thought? I like it. What? He saw a need. A need for what? For her to have food. Remember, the season of harvesting was over, right? So she was going to be hungry. One of the reasons that, that, that Naomi had put this great plan together was why? The season was done. It was time now to figure out a long-term plan because the little bit of amount of food that they had was almost all gone. It was all running up. And so this was that moment right here where he saw the need, yes. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he had a good reason, right, if she did get saw, like, all right, we just needed some food. But that one would have been questionable, right? No, like, he wanted to take care of them. And he says, it says that he wants to make sure that, that Naomi knows that, like, hey, 
he's got my back here. This is a really cool thing here. And then Naomi tells Ruth she must be patient. What thoughts do you think Ruth was having during this time? What do you think that, that, that she was doing? Like, what was going on in her head? Look to the person to your left or to your right and tell them. What do you think is happening in her mind after this crazy night experience of sleeping on the floor beside some guy's feet? What do you think is happening? had to be a crazy night. When I think about this, when I think about what's happened in this story so far, like, there's got to be some excitement, right? There's got to be something that, that Naomi's picking up on that, that, that she's no longer empty, right? Like, she's no longer just full of just um, despair. Now she's full of hope. Now she's, she's kind of going from empty to full. And, and Ruth takes the lead in shaping the future for her, right? And Boaz, he commits to stepping up in a major way. And this story, what's happened here, is taking a, a drastic turn. And like the Bible Project video told us earlier, like God's not mentioned, right? But we can see God throughout the whole thing here, right? Like that she just so happens to end up in Boaz's field. And Boaz just so happens to take notice of her, right? And, and now all of a sudden, um, he just so happens to be a kinsman redeemer. And we see God's hand at work completely behind everything here. Now, is this the path that you think Ruth and Naomi would have chose for themselves back in chapter one? Is this what you think they would have done? Yes or no? Think about it just for a second. Absolutely not, Right? These guys would not have chosen this path. They would have chose to stay married to their husbands. They would have chose to live out their days, hopefully coming back to the land and everything being fine. But this wasn't where they were. However, you can see God's hand in motion behind all of this because of the choices that were happening here. One really cool point that I've got written down from this is that Ruth is a foreigner from an enemy nation. How do you think Boaz and the rest of the community are able to see past this? Think about it this way for a second. Who's your enemy? No, really, like, do you have an enemy? Is there somebody, like, if they would have walked through that door right now, like, you saw them walk in, like, they would make you mad. It would make you, oh, what is that? Like, why are they here? Don't say it out loud, Okay. How are these guys looking past that at this moment? They saw what kind of woman she was. They knew how she had treated Naomi, one of their own. And they knew what was happening there. They knew the loyalty that she had. And so this stood out to Boaz. It stood out to their community. It was really cool there. So I got a really simple point to give you guys, and then we're going to get out of here. And here's my final point for today. We must be bold when it comes to serving God. There's moments in our life, guys, and this, this whole story, and Jordan Skinner is going to wrap it up for us next week, okay? This whole story points to this. It points to taking risk, right? But it takes risk to be bold for God. There, there, there had to come a moment in her life where Ruth was saying, okay, now I am going on the aggressive. Now I'm going on the 
offensive, right? And, and there's this moment where Naomi has this conversation that starts right here in chapter number three. She says, hey, make yourself look good. Seriously, go take a bath, get yourself smelling good, and go present yourself to this guy. <laughs> and uncover the feet, that's right. All right, there's this, this moment where she needs to do something. And guys, there comes a moment in all of our lives where you need to do something, okay? God works through people who are at work, all right? If you're sitting on your couch or if you're just chilling on your phone and you never do anything, most likely God's not going to work through you. But if you're willing to step up and step out in faith and put yourself out there and go and do something, that's when God's going to use you. This week's Thanksgiving. This week, um, most of us will get together with family members who are at different places in their walk with Jesus. And for us in the room, the really easy thing for us to do is to go and eat our turkey or eat our ham or eat your steak, if you're Tony, and just chill, right? Say you're easy, hey, how's it going? Give the cousin side hug or whatever the thing is that you do, right? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good, you know, and just let it be like that. But what if, what if this week we chose to be more intentional? What if this week we chose to be a little bit more bold and we actually had some kind of deeper conversations this week? What if we chose to say, hey, you know what, like, I just want to know, how's your soul? Like, really, like, like, like how, how are you doing? What do you think about God and, and what's that look like? Like, really, what, what's your life really look like right now? Past the, hey, I'm good. Like, what's a really good thing happening in your life? I think if you were to step out in faith this week, if you were willing to take that risk and to be a little bit more bold this week, like Ruth was, in uncovering the feet, I think God would honor that. And I think God would do something big in your lives this week. So this week, I challenge you, be bold. Take that step, all right? As the guys are joking, pull the blanket back over the feet. Seriously. Pull it over the feet. Instead of the, I'm good, and leaving it over the feet, pull it back. How are you really doing? Let's dive into that. Let me pray over you guys, and we'll get you out of here. God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for the story. Thank you for a chance for us to dive into it. Lord, we know what happens next. But God, we're so thankful for you being a God who's working through all kind of things in our lives right now. And so, God, we can take hope um, from this chapter that, Lord, you're working behind the scenes. Even when we don't feel like you're working, God, we know that, God, you have a plan. But, God, I know that you call us to be bold. You call us to follow after your path. And so this week, I pray for our students in this room right now. And I pray that, Lord, you'll let them be bold. Let them go past the easy surface, I'm good. And God, let them really dive into what's happening in their lives and God, what's happening in the people's lives around them. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for a chance for us to be thankful. Let this week be a week where, Lord, we do reflect on the things that we're thankful for. And God, we give those to you. Be with us as we go. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next Sunday.